Thanks to Notion for supporting the Apple Bits XL. Where do I find that one urgent piece of information quickly and with my sanity intact? Try Notion AI for free when you go to notion.com slash applebits, all lowercase. And thanks also goes out to Indeed for sponsoring the show. Indeed knows hiring needs to be cost-effective when you're running your own business. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash applebits. Terms and conditions apply. All right, we've got a look back at the year of 2023 with a special guest and then maybe a little looking forward to what's coming in 2024. So you know what time it is. Let's get to the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Apple Bits XL. Brian Tong here, your host, doing the most for everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. Maybe I'm not not doing the most because we're wrapping up. We're we're getting to doing a little bit of the least. We're wrapping up the year, the end. This is the last episode of 2023. So I brought Ray Wong, special guest, regular on the show to look back at what Apple did right, what may where they maybe kind of faltered and what we can look forward to in 2024. But we are at episode 293. We almost hit 300 and hitting 300 is all because of you. So let's just take a few moments to get some orders of business out of the way. Hey, I ask you guys and gals this all the time. If you want to, you can. If you don't, you don't have to. But if you want to be a part of this show, all you got to do is record a voice memo, send it in to applebitsshow at gmail.com. That's applebits with A-Z. Your name, where you're from, what do you want to talk about? And I will play those voicemails and I will answer them if you want to. You can talk about tech. You can talk about life. You can talk about love if you really want to. But send it in. It's always fun to get you to be a part of this. Also, this show is brought to you by you. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is how you can support my content. It supports this podcast amongst many other things, basically everything that I do. But how do you sign up? Well, go to Patreon.com slash Brian Tong. It starts at $2 per month, $5, which is like a cup of coffee per month, $10, $25, or the $100 Platinum Apple level, whatever support you think makes sense to you. This is how we've continued to do this. And almost get to 300 episodes completely independent. You get early access to content, rewards at different levels, and a completely ad-free version of the podcast when you sign up. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is how you do it. All right, now before we get into the back and forth pod, uh, let's just cover some really quick news related to obviously the Apple Watch Series 9 and Ultra 2. Now on my YouTube channel, I did an in-depth video because at that time, uh, a ban had been placed on Apple, preventing them from selling them online. The ban actually also took place where Apple physical retail stores had to completely remove and clear their inventory, redo the signage. I was at an Apple store in Cupertino at the Visitor Center where I had gone just to see if they actually did it, and they did. Well, now the ban on imports of Apple Watch Series 9 and Apple Watch Ultra 2 models has been temporarily paused thanks to the United States Court of Appeals stepping in. Now, this is different. This is not the president of the United States, Joe Biden, jumping in and you know putting a veto to the sales ban. Apple filed an emergency request to the United States Court of Appeals. So they stepped in, and this is now allowing Apple to sell the Apple Watch Series 9 and Ultra 2 in-store and online, but it's just temporary for now. Uh, this, this could change in mid-January, but it is a temporary fix and Apple will be able to sell them. So if you see them back at stores, they're there. Like I went to the stores when they were completely gone, taken off the shelves. That was 
uh, December 26th. So now things have changed again. So just want to give you an update. And yes, this is a continuing story. This is not over, but we'll keep you posted. Okay, so that was the latest news that's pertinent to what's actually happening to Apple. Now, let's jump into the pod where we take a look back. We also talk about maybe how we saw Apple changing and evolving this year, and then what we can look forward to. So here it is, my talk with Ray Wong from Inverse. What's up, everybody? I told you I was going to bring in the mastermind in the house, Mr. Ray Wong from Inverse. Ray, what's up, buddy? Hey, it's the end of the year. Whoa, we made it. We did it. <laughs> we made it, Ma- Mama. We made it. It's the end of the year, <laughs> man. Um, Always a pleasure to have you on the show to talk shop about Apple. And I think that because we're wrapping up to the end of the year, this is an appropriate episode to kind of look back. And I guess let's call this Apple Year in Review 2023 with a little look forward into 2024. Um, let's start off with you overall. How, yeah, what was your take on Apple this year? Of course, you know, this is two years after pandemic. I, I, I factor that into a lot of my kind of coverage of right. all the tech companies this right. year because, because of that. So, you know, what was your temperature for Apple this year overall with their announcements, maybe compared to in general, like, you know, the, 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 the bar, what you've seen in the past? So, what did you feel about it? Yeah, coming into this podcast, I made like a little report card for myself just to see what Apple announced. Did they deliver and, you know, gauge the temperature, like you said. And I would say overall this year was like maybe like a, I want to say like a B plus to an A minus year. Um, You know, we have some pretty good hardware launches, in my opinion, but also a lot of like very quiet releases as well. So um, I know that, you know, Vision Pro was a big announcement this year. And, you know, in a couple of months, uh, that'll be an even bigger deal. So I feel like, you know, they get kind of a pass for having like a little bit of acquired a year, mainly because it's very clear they're focused on this big uh, hardware launch. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're at a point where even though Apple's iPhone makes up over half of their sales revenue every year, right? That it is always going to be that thing. Uh, mm-hmm. I would, when I think about, you know, I guess you everything kind of starts with the iPhone when you talk about Apple. And I think that this sure. year with the 15 Pro and the 15 lineup in general, it was a solid year from a standpoint of they're going to still have a lot of sales. Was it the most, how about this? Was it the most exciting year? May, for most consumers, probably not. But I think, you know what got me excited about the 15 Pro, quite honestly, at the end of the year? Recording spatial video. That made, yeah. uh, that leveled up the 15 Pro in just basically the last month of the year. It opened up your brain to this idea of, oh, what is possible with the iPhone today and moving forward? And you and I have been, you know, you know, I'm not tooting our own horns, but we've been lucky enough to be a handful of people that have been able to use the Vision Pro and have basically three sit-down sessions with it. Yeah, We've been able to kind of be exposed and experienced how the iPhone fits into that puzzle. And so I'm going to say out of the gates, the iPhone was solid, but in this last month, I think it moved up to maybe the a minus a territory where maybe I would have put it at a BB plus, but that's it. That's still like teasing out 2024, it is a tease. right? It is right? A tease. So like, you know, if you, you don't care about vision pro or you don't have the iPhone 15 True. pro, then it kind of like, doesn't really do much for you. But 
Yeah, I, I think it does like add to the value of owning an iPhone 15 Pro or you know considering an iPhone 15 Pro. Um, Apple has this tendency of like really uh, milking out its products and kind of like you know making them kind of building or adding value to their products like month over month and like you know quarter over quarter. So it's not always like a one and done kind of release. I think this is a really good point you bring up because when you talk about milking. Uh, yeah. Whether it's because of features aren't ready not, or not, or whether it's because it's a timing thing, I've noticed maybe in the past couple of years specifically, Apple's strategy with releasing, let's say, something like iOS and at WWDC showing off all these features, but then really that 10.2 update is where yeah. you get a lot of the bigger features that comes at the end of the year. And what is interesting is it's a slow play. But it keeps mm-hmm. them in the news cycle, like 10.1 comes. It's, right, and exactly. It's, and it's a significant enough update where everyone is covering it. 10.2 comes out, and it's yeah. a significant enough upgrade where everyone covers it. And I I thought about right. my coverage this year, and I'm like, dude, I, I want to cover that's lots sh- of things, but they're, they're, they put a stranglehold. It's a stranglehold on our coverage. I'm serious. No, I think it's intentional. I think everyone th- thinks that it's like they're not ready to like release this this feature in September when the new iPhones and iOS drop. No, no, no. They want to give you something three months down the line to bump up and juice up sales and drum up sales uh, in a point update. Point two update might not be much in Android world, but it is a very big deal in iOS. Mm-hmm. We just got the journal app. We just got spatial video. Like these, this, this is calculated, man. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Expect that to keep happening next year and year after and year after. Dude, spring, I almost guarantee you there will be some new colors. Exactly. A new color for an iPhone. So, like, that's another way mid-year cycle. Like, you know, it's not like a, a, a lo- they launch a product and they're like, okay, on to the next. You know, they, like, really milk it out through software updates, through colors, etc., and really try to, like, keep keep the gears kind of going. Think about this, the iPhone, much like it reminds me of the NBA being a year-long sport now where the news and attention is paid to it, we have five or six touch points, okay? We have WWDC, then we have the announcement in September, then we Mm -hmm. have 10-point, you might even argue sometimes 10.0 is its own thing, even though it's like a week after, you got 10.1, 10.2, and then a color. So we got six touch points roughly in a year just for iphone this is mm-hmm. deliberate this is that's, this is that's so on, deliberate it's on on purpose man it's, it's strategic um, so, um yeah so iphone 15 pro and 15 like you said i don't from the general buzz how about let's say within this is the thing within the tech space or the tech world i think a lot of people are like ah this isn't you know the or how about this there's always going to be that segment of the audience that is going to want to upgrade all the time. But mm-hmm. out of all the years, I felt like 15 Pro and 15 from a consumer standpoint and from my peers who are not in this, this was a year they did not upgrade in general. Now, it depends on your life cycle, but you know you got those That's friends that are like in the two or three, you got those people that are typically yeah. like a two or three year upgrader, right? Which is, I, I call them somewhere in the middle between my mom and myself. Those mid, those mid consumers were the ones that didn't make the jump yet. I'll tell you what was overhyped and almost nobody cares about other than real nerds, USB-C. Sorry, gotta say it. Uh, <laughs> it was overhyped. 
Dude, I literally ask all, see all my colleagues, all my friends, my family. They do not care <laughs> about USBC. They did not care about they. It was not on the. It's not a top reason for them to upgrade. Um, for them, it was like okay, build quality. Is it new materials? Are the cameras better? Any new software changes? I'm like, you can get iOS 17 on your old old iPhone. Uh, cameras are a little better, and build quality. I mean, most of my 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 friends and family they all use cases, so it doesn't even matter to them. So, like, there are a few reasons for a lot of people to upgrade, and I think everyone's like, oh, USB C, finally. But it's like, yeah, nobody really cares to be honest. Honestly. I was even like struggling to like find some cables uh, at work. Yeah. Like, yep. Plug, plug in my iPhone. I was like, dude, I have all these like lightning cables and yeah, I don't know, man. Overhyped in my opinion, but you know, it is a good move. Long term, but necessary, like, yeah, necessary. yeah, long term, it's a good move, but um, it wasn't like the be all and all, you know, I think the biggest issue with us is this move should have been made a long time ago. Quite honestly, it could have been made with the iPhone 10 a while back if they really wanted to. But of course, you know, Apple has their own licensing. They have Lightning, the M5 program. So there's financial reasons behind it as well. And it took the European Union to basically Mm -hmm. say, hey, hey, guys, it's not this is time time to make the change. So, you know, even for I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I don't like that. There's a government body that can like, yeah, I agree, dictate, dictate design i think it's anti-competitive and personally i i i think lightning is a better looking design and plug it's <laughs> it's i a, remember you told me this when we talked on yeah. you were like i like how it looks but i'm like bro dude it's smaller and it actually like goes in better <laughs> are, are we better. are we going are we are we gonna go into the efficacy of how it it fits better i'm just saying i'm just saying Light, man. lightning it fits better i'm gonna make a t-shirt for you with that that's <laughs> so um, it fits better. oh my goodness yeah yeah so um you know i think that it's even from a standpoint of okay plug it how about this Again, this doesn't a lot of the stuff that happened with the pro line, they really this year also made it a distinguishing factor to really try to make it pro. You know, you talk about recording log video. You -hmm. now talk about even though spatial video is a thing that's coming, like 99.9% of people can't even use the spatial video feature. But those things and then connecting a USB-C drive directly to it, um, that's interesting. I, I think a lot of people complain that I hear a lot about the most is yes log video but apple just let us do it with everything that we if we want to if you're mm-hmm. that type of user who wants to record to a drive and i know that makes it a little more i don't want to even use air quotes and say complicated for the user but if you're that type of pro user just give them the ability to unlock it for whatever they want spatial yeah. video photos highest resolution photos videos why not but uh, there's always iphone 16 they gotta save something. <laughs> they gotta save something. They can't give it all away, you know. Uh, in the in the first model that they introduced the the port on. Okay, let's move on. Um, so iPhone solid, you know, as usual. Let's what what's yeah. the product that you want to talk about? Another one that for twenty twenty three. Uh, you know what? I want to talk about. 
uh, Mac OS Sonoma. Mm. Uh, I this think it's a, a wow. You're gonna focus <laughs> on the second one. Wow. So let's go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, first of all, I want to plug myself. You know, there's there's a big feature coming to Inverse <laughs> by the end of this year. Okay, you um, laughed so people couldn't hear it. There's a big feature coming on Inverse.com by Ray Wong very soon. Uh, Don't be very bashful. soon before okay. before the end of this year. Yeah. Um, might have something to do with Mac OS Sonoma and the things I'm about to talk about. But um, yeah, you know, I think the Mac has like really needed some some new features uh, in terms of like software and it hasn't really gotten much attention. I think this year we actually got two big ones, um, two underrated ones, I think. Not the widgets on the desktop, which I totally don't even use. But um, one is a developer feature, game porting toolkit, um, and the other is game mode. And to me, both of these kind of signify that Apple is getting really serious about gaming. Um, and I think that's an important thing um, moving forward because historically Apple has been like very like ignorant and kind of like just didn't care about bringing games or having games on, on the Mac platform. You know, the truism where it's like Macs can't play games, you know, and now they're like, well, they actually can. And they're actually making a serious like move to actually uh move that ball forward you know um and so i think that's like an underrated uh change and people are underestimating the the apple apple's intentions and kind of like what apple's trying to do here you know it's not going to be like it's not a thing that's going to happen overnight but they are making a lot of moves that will set them up into the kind of like right play to like be positioned for for serious pc PC type gaming or console type gaming. Um, I want to say if by the end of this decade, we don't get GTA six on, uh, is it GTA six or on six, right? Yeah. GTA yeah, six, yeah, on six, uh, on the Mac, I'm, I'm going to say it right here, right now, if by 2030, we do not have GTA six on the Mac, Apple will have failed at its job. <laughs> you got so many years to figure this out. I don't care. Throw a ton of money at rockstar. Uh, but you know, if GTA six is coming out on PS five and Xbox on 2020 in 2025, PC is probably one or two years later, 2027, 2028, maybe then like Mac definitely has to come by like 23rd, but if it doesn't even arrive, yeah, they, they really messed up. So it's so funny as you're talking, that was the exact game that I was going to reference. And I tweeted it out once GTA six made their announcement. If you noticed they did announce for Xbox and PS5. They did not announce for PC at all. And I was like, huh, that is interesting only from the standpoint is normally that in general, especially with the game that they're teasing out so far ahead, they would have at least mentioned PC. And I said, hey, if there's a moment for Apple to swoop in and show us they are serious about gaming, yeah. GTA 6 needs to launch to me within a month or two of when it launches on the consoles. If if this is the moment, if if there's any moment to show that Apple is serious about gaming, now this year, Baldur's Gate 3 was one of the, you know, awarded one of the top games of the year. It was on the Mac. That is, but if you look at all the other game of the years, you got Zelda, you have Spider-Man 2, um, shoot, what were Those some are exclusives though, no, man. No, no, Those no, no. Like... I know. Listen, listen. I know they're exclusives, but Sony did bring it to the PC did bring Spider-Man to the PC eventually, That's right? True. So um, what I'm trying to say is that if Apple can get to the point 
We're okay. They got and Baldur's Gate three is an important one because it was basically like in my uh, yeah. mind the game of the year. It's it's insane. But if I think Apple it's can, also inverse's game of the year. Yeah. Yeah. So if if Apple can get let's say three of the six mm-hmm. nominees for game of the year in 2024, if that's important, and if they can do it. I don't, I'm not, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say, okay, not on launch, but within the first two months, that is a sign to me because from a hardware standpoint, they're doing everything with the M3 to give it the capabilities that these higher end GPUs have and mm-hmm. the processing power that it has. So we're getting to a point where that's not an issue. It's about the game porting feature, who right. buys in. And really, you know, you and I have talked about this for quite honestly, a few years. Is Apple going to acquire a studio or pay a yeah. studio? For them to develop for their platform. And I think GTA 6 would be a seminal moment if they were able to pull it off if it launches in uh is it in 2025, I believe that's when that game is is coming. Is that correct? Right. right? 2025. Yeah. They've got time to They've throw got money time. at them. So let's see it happen. And then the narrative around Apple gaming changes because um I it's really interesting, and I'm guessing the timing of your article is with this because. I was I've, I'm buried, but I was hoping to do some a video around gaming on the Mac because in December, Stray came out, Resident yeah. Evil came out. So now they're Death, Death Stranding was supposed to come out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Death Stranding was supposed to come out, right? So yeah, the you know, director's this, cut. Yeah. So this was technically kind of one of those steps along the way to see yep. Apple making strides in gaming, which they are not big enough, but but you know, like you said, baby steps in the background understated but if you're paying attention you you see what they're doing and it's just now up to them to get the developers so uh, right. i agree with you 100 i think to general consumers nothing when you say mac os sonoma for the second topic that we're talking about i'm sure people listening are like what the hell but it's yeah. it's more about just pay attention to what they're doing and they are committed to this and now we're gonna have to see if uh the fruits of their labor <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm leave? personally, I'm personally very excited for this. You know, just because, man, I've followed. I've look, I've been following the tra- trajectory and the failures of gaming on the Mac for so long. It's been like breaking my heart for like 25 years, right? Like from 1990s all the way until present day. And I'm like, they can do better. They will do better now. They they have the hardware. They've got. They just added like hardware seller ray tracing, dynamic caching, uh, mesh shaders, um, you know, all this hardware stuff that is now on parity with like, say, a discrete graphics card on PC, right? And they have this unified platform where they developers can really just like develop for one set of specs, right? And they're kind of like, they build off of each other generation after generation. Very similar to consoles, actually, right? Like PS5 or Xbox their architectures are all integrated, right? Uh, they got the CPU, GPUs on a single die. Um, and so it's like, they're moving towards this kind of future. It's going to take time. It's not going to be like the Apple Silicon transition where they're like committed to like two years of making this happen. I think compounding over the next couple of years, we'll definitely see that effect. Um, if Apple doesn't like drop the ball somewhere along the line you know like i said they have to get game developers they need to keep adding to the hardware and software to kind of like make and incentivize the platform as viable for games 
And hopefully those things all come together and, you know, people will see the platform as capable of, of actual real games, you know? And the, the other thing is the reason why they're doing this. And we talked about it in past shows when I ask my four, sorry, my five, they're going to kill me if they hear this, but they don't. My five nieces and nephews, what do they want as the next computer? It's a PC. And it's because it's gaming. You know, for us in the creative uh, workspace, it's the Mac is the Mac, right? But for yeah. all for all my youngins, PC. And that's why they have to do, they. this is, they have to do this. They can't, they just can't ignore it anymore. They can't, they can't ignore it anymore. Yeah. Um, and if by the end of the year, end of the decade, they're successful, you know, they play the long game. Apple has so much money. They love to play the true, long game. True. And even if they're late, they can keep, keep working on it, keep working on it and keep working on it. And, you know, I think they're actually very serious about it this time. You know, I think they really care about gaming from a kind of like fundamental level. Like they're really thinking about gaming when they design the chips. Um, it's no longer just kind of like a, you know, uh, a secondary feature or like a secondary like um, thing that you can also do, you know, they're, they've already like crushed it with productivity or like, you know, creator professional apps, creative apps. Right. And now they're like, okay, what's next? It's gaming. They're vastly lacking in this area and they can't afford to just like hand it all over to PC. Um, yep. So. And anyway, you know, who, you know, who's just got a gaming PC this year. I haven't purchased you? a PC. <laughs> I haven't purchased a PC. I haven't purchased a PC since college, dude. So wow. this hell's I have for myself. So this, I want to be able to game with my nieces and nephews. And mm-hmm. that requires me to buy a PC and a yeah. dope spread. I, I'm a, I hopefully I can set it up by the, by January. Who knows? But that, the, even the fact that, you know, that I did that is an indication where my, my behaviors and my purchasing decisions tell me a lot about what's happening, right? Because I'm not one who just buys everything just because. So um, I really am not. Don't laugh, Ray. <laughs> you're like, oh, Brian, you're going to buy that? You're going to buy that Apple Vision Pro for review? <laughs> so, all right. So, anyways, uh, okay. So, off the PC talk, um, let's, let's, I'm going to jump to a product that I think, man, is this product just consistently so good, even when it doesn't mm-hmm. get a major update. Do you think you know what I'm going to say? AirPods Pro? AirPods Pro. Absolutely. Right. You know, yeah. It, it was it was not good job. You you know you know you know me well. <laughs> it was it was not the the biggest hardware change was hey, USB-C again coming to USB-C. the AirPods Pro. There's not a single person that owns a, an AirPods Pro 2 that I recommended to get the USB yeah with lightning that I, there's not a single person that I said I said don't do it. Um, yeah. Even if you think, you know, the USB-C version of the AirPods Pro to, I mean, man, everything, I, it's like we're obsessed with Apple Vision Pro, but the USB-C version of <laughs> AirPods Pro 2 does yeah. have um, lossless audio that will be compatible with the um, Apple Vision Pro. We'll see how that all pans out and how much you can really tell the difference or not, which most people in lossless audio tests really can't unless you're, you got to be really keen mm-hmm. to it. But they brought us Freaking transparency mode and uh, co- not sure. Sorry, not transparency. Con- conversational boost and um, adaptive audio, and it's 
in a software update. And it has been my flavor of choice of using the AirPods Pro ever since. And it's like, man, they, that was a software update. It was free. And yeah. it's hard to, when I think about other earbuds and headphones, yes, it's an ecosystem play. But if you're if you're in the Apple ecosystem, why why are you getting any other wireless earbud other than fit or for like athletic yeah. open ear open ear headphone reasons? No, they're still the best, um, and they kind of made it hard for themselves to like sell the new version. Other than <laughs> USB C, I mean, like you said, they gave away the features for free through an update. And right, that, but that I was think- great. That was un. That's in so a way, great. almost un-Apple-ish. Which Very is un-Apple-like. Great, right? 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 That's a thing that Samsung does like all the time or Google does. You know, they they keep adding new features to last-gen products. And it's like, okay, why would I ever buy the new one then? You just literally added all the new features a couple weeks later after release. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's just a way to like tie things over until next year um, when maybe we might see it. A refresh um was it on like a two or three year cycle right yeah um and there are some reports about next year's airpods for two flavors or whatever um so yeah i don't know i think that was a good product it wasn't like didn't really make much of a splash for me it's just kind of like airpods are, have just become like de facto where it's like yeah they're great they'd have to really screw up to, to for them to be a, a you know uh, not a not recommend for me, you know. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't see how that happens in the near future. Like how they they can't they even if they okay even if they did nothing for like the next two three years, I would still tell people if you don't have AirPods, buy AirPods. Right now, it's just a matter of getting people to upgrade with whether it's health sensors, yeah. you know, to to add an extra layer of and a design really a design change, however subtle think- it is. Is gonna people will want that. The thing about AirPods is they only last about like for two or three years. True, you know the battery is gonna die, and they then they become useless. Uh, I was just ha- actually having a conversation with my colleagues. Her earbuds are her AirPods Pro are like on their last legs. And I'm like, they're you can't replace batteries. You're, mm-hmm. you're gonna end up buying a new pair anyway because you love them so much, you know. Yeah. Um, so it's they they kind of they're like drugs. They get you hooked. Wow. Yes. You're hooked. Again, I brought People it up. People love their AirPods. Because, yeah. I only brought it up because it was an unlike Apple move that stood yeah. out that made them not just a little better, but significantly better, where it is the de facto mode that I use. That's yeah. what stood out for me. So um I mean I what any. else was there? There were no other AirPods released this year, right? Yeah. There no and 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 also just an indication of the market. I remember the, I believe, do the AirPods retail for $249? I believe they yeah. do. And a week within their announcement, retailers were selling them for $199. Dude, um, they're and, always like $189 or $199. Right, right? I'm like, so, I always tell people, do not buy for $249. Yes, yes. So for listeners that are wait, like just even you wait, you wait a week or two, you'll be okay. I think you'll, I think you'll survive. Do not yeah. ever buy AirPods Pro. <laughs> ever for 249 don't buy the lower version i think it's 229 ish or something don't ever wait till they're 199 or lower because you're going to find that throughout the entire year so that that was that was a really interesting move how retails across the board best buy amazon i'm like yeah. but i think part of that is because it was just 
USB-C. And they're like, well, we still need to sell these things. You know what was also unusual? They just, was it last week or the week before? They just announced like the case that you could buy separately with USB-C. Mm, you're right. Uh, so if you have, year. yeah, at the end of the year, if you have the old lightning version, you can buy the case that has USB-C. You don't get the lossless audio for Vision Pro support because that's built into the buds themselves. But you do get the case. So let's say you do you want a new case. You want USB-C. Here's your option. I, I feel like this is a maybe a, a sneak preview into like a new new Apple, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah, a little that's... more a little more open in terms of like selling each individual part or maybe like maybe it's a green. It's a move to be more environmentally friendly. Also, maybe. Which, is, maybe. which is also a big thing to Apple. I mean, they didn't they, that wasn't when when Apple wants to make it a point that they're being green, they definitely make sure to tell us the story about it. Right. Um, with the with the AirPods Pro, sorry, with the AirPods USB-C case, you know, yeah. I, I mean, it's I'm so glad you remind me because now I'm like we're kind of like connecting things. It's like it is a different mentality of what Apple's done in the past. Right. This yeah. is signs of a different thinking. You know, I think it's not the same. But from a standpoint of now Apple's letting us buy these things in a modular way for yeah. a product, that's that's not normal. It's also, it's also just because like maybe Apple's just too big. You know, the customer base yeah. is too large and people people expect more from a company of this size now. And so it's like, you know, you have different responsibilities. Tim Cook is a very different person than, say, Steve Jobs was. And, you know, just giving customers actually what they actually want might actually be good long term. Um, it's not a bad idea, to be honest. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm I'm for it. You know, I'm all for like easier repairability. I'm all yeah. for you know having these modular options. Like I don't like the idea of having to buy a whole new pair of earbuds just for a single feature, especially if there's not much of, of a difference there, right? Um, so yeah, it's very strange, but I'm all for it. You know what I'm you know what I'm very curious about because we still have heard no rumblings about it. Um I don't think it's a one and done because it's an Apple because it's Apple but AirPods Pro Max. Uh, AirPods Max. I mean are are yeah. we it's it's, it's now it's 3 years. 3 it's been 3 years I believe now. Yeah. Um the fact that Air, when when AirPods uh Pro 2 with USB-C came out and I had talked to them about the new H2 chip and the lossless audio and I said, "Hey, uh is this is this coming to future products? We know that the AirPods Max only have an H1 chip, so they're not going to be capable of just the CPU power that enables some of these other features. So therefore, mm-hmm. the AirPods Max don't get um, adaptive audio. AirPods Max don't get conversational boost. So when are they going to get it? And there's right now no... even You know, you sometimes hear rumblings that it's coming, but I haven't seen anything yeah. major that we might even see it in 2024. And I'm not saying Apple's giving up on it, but you know, the price of the AirPods Max was $549, I believe, when they first launched. It was around there. Correct me if I'm wrong. And it didn't sell. The only time I started seeing people wear them now is when Amazon put them on sale for like $399. They at least hit yeah. like a point where people are like, okay, I'm going to buy that. But it took basically two and a half years before we started seeing AirPods Max in the wild. Okay. We know that they did not sell yeah. that well. They sounded great. They were heavy, but I don't know if they you know, what, they haven't what? sold that well. I just feel like I see them everywhere now. I think we've now talked about you do, this on but that. they're three ninety nine, yeah. like three years later, right? 
I mean, I, I have no way to know how much people are actually paying for these cabs, sure. right? Like, for all I know, Gen Z is like, man, I'll gladly fork over 500 bucks for these, you know? But they're definitely, they've definitely become more of like a fashion statement. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, kind of like how Beats was back in the day. Everyone loves the colors. People like customize and personalize their AirPods Pros. It's like a status symbol for sure. And yeah, I think uh, I'd like to see an update, but also at the same time, that's just like such a premium product that they don't even need to update that like too frequently um, because people, it, it, it does one thing. It, you know, it looks good. It sounds great. And I don't know what, what more could they really add to that other than like trying to compete with Sony year over year, every two years on like, you know, noise cancellation. And, you know, I think there's a diminishing return there. I mean, the biggest thing they compliment is obviously, you know, your computer traveling on the go, but also at home with the Apple TV. I don't know if there's going to be something that they can leverage, but I think if that, that relationship with AirPods max and home audio could be a place to explore, but it's just, they know the numbers. We don't see the sales numbers yeah. anymore. But if they were, mm-hmm. look, how often How often have you seen Apple, this is not often where Apple launches a new product and it's over three years until we see the next version. Typically, they they tend to be faster when a product is catches on and kind of releasing that next version, you know? And so I'm just saying, this is, I'm just observing trash, from a trash, trash can Mac Pro. How many oh, years that, did that, that was... go? How many years did that go without updating? But that, but that also years. that was also they were in transition. They had an, a whole identity problem with what the Mac wanted to be, what it could be, what it was gonna be. I mean, we I had... mean, we didn't know that externally, right? Nobody yeah, can yeah. like we, we didn't see all that stuff happening behind the scenes until but, yeah, like until way later. But they have like you know left products that die on the vine before because it's just like. You know, their their attention is focused elsewhere. And I think all their attention is so focused on Vision Pro right oh, now. Oh, it's 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 so uh, apparent. It's more than apparent that it's all there. Okay, so enough about the audio stuff. We'll see AirPods Max yeah. 2. Maybe, hey, we never got to know you. We don't know yet, but we'll see when it mm-hmm. happens. I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if it happens in the next two years, but I, I just don't feel like there's a need for it. And, the, and these people don't want large, like you said, it's fashion. This whole yeah. AirPods Pro 2 do do everything and more yeah i don't know i used to have the same opinion as you but also i just see so many kids with like teenagers with airpods max i'm like either you guys got these as gifts or you guys got like part-time jobs to actually like purchase these i don't know man there's always a cool thing that people want and the youngins want and i i know the airpods max old as they are that's what every like teenager wants right now they Every they, young I'm, Gen Z person. You're wants right. It. You're right. They want it for whatever reasons, but it wasn't. They didn't want it right when it first came out. Like they would. That same audience still had that same income. Yeah. Still had those same parents yeah. three years ago. You know, and I. So I mean, that was the pandemic, man. Come on. <laughs> 2020 pandemic, and it was 5:49. All right, if you're like me and you've used Notion, 
You know how essential it is, and they are also sponsoring the podcast. You know, I've been using Notion for about two years now to manage my workflow and all my video and podcast projects that you see, and it's made a major difference in keeping me organized. I didn't realize how much it would help, but being a creator, it is chaotic, and working on my own, I needed all the help I could get. Notion combines my notes, docs, and projects all together in one beautiful space, and navigating that space is easier than ever thanks to Notion's new feature, Q&A, an AI assistant that can answer questions about next quarter's roadmap. Find that marketing campaign proposal you're looking for or dig up a long lost link all in seconds. I just used it the other day to manage all my January projects coming up from videos to sponsored opportunities and to this podcast to make sense of it all. Notion AI can now give you instant answers to your questions using information from across your wiki, projects, docs, and meeting notes. And you can try Notion AI for free when you go to notion.com slash applebits. That's all lowercase letters. Have an urgent question that you'd normally turn to a coworker to answer? Hey, just ask Q&A instead. It'll search through thousands of documents in seconds and answer your question in clear language, no matter how large or complex your workspace is. You can also ask Q&A questions from anywhere in Notion, so you can find exactly what you need without leaving the doctor in right now and stay focused on what's important. When you use Notion AI, it's even easier to do your most meaningful work. Try Notion AI for free when you go to notion.com slash applebits. That's all lowercase letters, notion.com slash applebits to try the powerful, easy to use Notion AI today. And when you use our link, you're supporting my show. And let's also thank Indeed for sponsoring the show. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Now let's talk about Indeed's hiring platform that is second to none. Candidates you invite to apply are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in search, according to US Indeed data. It gets you one step closer to the hire by immediately matching you with quality candidates. Indeed does the hard work for you. Indeed shows you candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Indeed's hiring platform matches you with quality candidates instantly, and listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Applebits. Just go to Indeed.com slash Applebits right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Applebits. Terms and conditions apply. Need a hire? You need Indeed. Okay, let's. your turn. Your turn. All right. Product. Uh, why don't we just go right to the Mac, MacBooks, MacBook Air, 15-inch MacBook Air, and also the MacBook Pros because yeah. Apple released two lines of MacBook Pros this year. Um, so first, starting in January 2023, uh, or the first month of the year, we got the M2, uh, M2, no, M2 Pros, M2 Max, uh, MacBook Pros. Um, yes. And then October, we got the M3, <laughs> M3 MacBook Pros, uh, M3, M3 Pro, M3 Max. 
lineup. And then what was that? It's in the summer, June, we got a 15 inch MacBook Air. Um, yeah, interesting strategy there. I think because uh, it was rumored that the the M2 MacBook Pros were supposed to come out last year and they were delayed. And so they just got like, they just had to rush them out the door and weirdly came out in January. Um, and yeah, I don't know. This is, it's, it's been a long time since I've seen like two series of MacBook Pros come out in oh, one year. It's been ages. If I can, I mean, I feel like maybe they used to do like an early and late kind of thing, you know? Yeah. yeah it, I mean, to me, I can't remember the last time it happened, but it was during. I feel like it was during like the titanium, titanium. G4 no, no, definitely not that. Definitely not that. Like I said, they used to do an early year and then a late year. Um, with Intel, I'd always with, buy with Intel stuff. Yeah, with the Intel yeah, chips. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Because I'd you're buy right, the. Right, right, right. I'd look at the late one because I'm like, there. I know there's a better one coming to the yeah, end yeah, of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, interesting uh, strategy there. Um, a lot of performance gain. And obviously, I'm a big fan of Space Black. I don't care what anybody says about the fingerprint stuff, but Space Black, baby! <laughs> wait, wait, what, what are people saying about I think I think it definitely doesn't show fingerprints nearly as much. Is, is there a criticism but, about it? There's still people complaining about it, and also people are just like, it's not black enough. I'm like, dude, it's, pl- it's, it's plenty black, man. I, I mean, I don't think, like, look, I don't think it's black enough. I want, I think it's not you want black it to be enough, more but it's still black. cool. Yeah, yeah. Dude, if you put if, it next to a, a, a Space Grade, it, there's a there's a there's there is a, a difference. difference. There's a visible difference. It's there not like a a one shade or two shades. It's like there's a noticeable difference. No, no, it's like three shades. It's a space. <laughs> I'm sorry to I'm sorry to burst it's your not, bubble. It's, okay, it's not three. Ray, Ray, Ray. Dude, it's not Ray, Ray. three shades. I'm sorry to burst so. your bubble. That is that isn't space black. That's space grayer. That's space grayer. Don't he almost spit out his tea or whatever. Coffee. It is space grayer. When they put out, <laughs> if you even. Look, I know Apple makes up their own color, so they could say whatever they want, right? Let's be real. Midnight yeah. is navy blue. Thanks. Just found that out, you know, the past two years. <laughs> <laughs> Space black to me, it's like it should be darker than... Yeah, I, I'm, okay. I'm not. Look, yeah. I don't. I actually like. I love. I think the fingerprint thing is a real thing. I I really yeah. made it a point to show people in my video that is a real thing. So that is nice. I don't think it yeah. looks bad. I think it looks great. But I'm just saying, it ain't. It ain't space black, but that's Apple's color. <laughs> that is Apple tells us what they think. Um, sure. But, you know, I think, me, I think it's fine. I like it. I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm just saying it's yeah. it's it's a it's a funny Apple thing to me. The The biggest thing for me is, of course, the performance boost. This is we talked about it earlier with the Max planting the seeds of the mm-hmm. GPU features to lead mm-hmm. Apple in the future for that, right? A next generation GPU. This is what the M3 is all about. But at least for my own use case, right? A computer is always going to come down to your use case. With my video rendering tests, it was basically seconds difference compared to my M1 max. Yeah. So if I was frivolous and I just wanted to buy it personally for Space Black, I would have. Yeah. But I didn't because I personally didn't get enough gains from a final output. And, um, you know, of course you feel that like urge to want to do it when it comes out. It's new. Apple's like, blah, blah, blah. Once a month or two passed, now I'm like, thank goodness, personally, I didn't do it just because I was vain and wanted a space black, right? Like to me, when I buy a laptop, it's fully loaded. That's a $7,000 investment. So I I did, I did pony up for, yeah. Uh, uh, spec'd out M1 Max yeah. MacBook Pro, right, yeah, right. 
so I'm going to make a this. Uh, that's a business. That's a personal decision. And also, again, all roads lead to Apple Vision Pro. If I'm yeah. going to am I going to buy a computer that literally gives me 10 <clears throat> seconds faster rendering outputs? Or am I going to save that money for Apple Vision Pro yeah. in 2024? I'm saving that money for Vision Pro in 2024 for review purposes, well, I th- people. I think it's going to be like a kind of like an iPhone or iPad situation, right? Where it's like it's not. You're, you're, they're not expecting everyone to upgrade generation yeah. over generation. It's going to be like three, four, or five years. And I, th- I fully expect my M1 Max MacBook Pro to last like, you know, I don't know, five, six years. Yeah, you know? I was going to uh, say five to seven, five to seven. Um, and I think it's going to be like this. It's going to come down to this. Like they're trying to get more people off Intel Max and onto Apple Silicon. And you know, the more people they can get onto their own silicon or devices with their own silicon, the faster they can move to this, like I said, that unified platform of having a single architecture for developers, for especially game developers to make games for. Um, it just gives you a larger user base, right? An install base for, for them to be like, okay, hundreds, I don't know, whatever it is, hundreds of millions of devices out there. Now we can actually like, you know, consider making a game for for your platform or bringing a game to the platform so that's kind of like the, the plan the transition already like is complete but like you know it's still there's still way more intel macbooks mm-hmm. or macs out there than apple silicon and so it's just kind of like continuing that journey a little bit um and i think it's like we already see it in specs right it's like the performance and the, the benchmarks the high end of the last generation is becoming like the low end of the new generation and then so and so forth right so like the performance gains at the high end of like last generation are now getting cheaper uh in the next generation which i think is is phenomenal you know um it really brings just the, the performance down for everybody or I, it brings like the the value of the the computer uh down for everybody so it makes it more accessible um so yeah, it's like I paid like four thousand dollars for my loaded M1 Max, and it's like I don't know, you only had to pay like two thousand dollars or whatever for an M2 Pro or M3 yeah, yeah, Pro yeah. Um, to get the same performance or better, which is kind of nuts if you think about it in like a one or two year generation leap, you know? Yeah, and and also, you know, Apple made it a point in their presentation that happened in October, their first like at least that I can remember Apple at night presentation, right? Where they, when they unveiled these yeah. things, they, they referenced Intel users multiple times. And when they yeah. do that, that is deliberate. And it tells us what they're thinking. It's not, this was, it's, it's just always, again, a little silly when you're in the tech bubble, how many people are like, I got an M2 Pro fully, lo- M2 Max fully loaded. I'm definitely getting an M3 Max fully loaded this year because it's space black. I'm like, that that's not, that's not what normal regular people do, you know, and <laughs> it tries, it like pushes this narrative. We, we got it. We got a shout out our friend, Christina, <laughs> Christina <It's>, Warren, <laughs> who did dude. buy a space black for space. Black. That's fine. I'm, I'm not going to hate it. Oh hate my God. But it's like, but it's like, yo, it's, you know, there's that there, there's this uh, FOMO in that community yeah. when you don't upgrade. And I'm like anti-FOMO. I'm like, I'm good, y'all. Like, I'll get space black when it comes out in a couple of years. I'll I'll be okay. Like, I'll be okay. So same, same. Uh 
MacBook Air, 15-inch MacBook Air. Uh, what'd you think about that? I actually thought it was a very good computer. Um, I think a lot of... I mean, there were all sorts of reports saying that it hasn't sold really well. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, in terms of, like, size and performance, um, it's a. I think it's a better computer than the 13-inch MacBook Air, especially if you're a student, especially if you're, like, you know a light user who doesn't need the performance of a MacBook Pro. Um, you don't need the extra ports or anything like that. You'd appreciate the bigger screen. Um, and, you know, I think it's a super underrated computer. Uh, you know, what? I love the, the only reason. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I said, if I could, I would carry that computer instead of like a 16 inch MacBook Pro. It's, it's not even if I could, if I was buying a computer today as a content yeah. creator, because it has yeah. Apple's media engine in it, I would buy the M2 15-inch MacBook Air. Now, I invested in a fully loaded M1 Max, and yes, having all that power, but when you look at the gains of exporting video out, maybe it's now, it's, it's like a 30 to 45 second, maybe one minute difference in some types of projects, but not that much. I think mm -hmm. the reason why, the, the first of all, the 15-inch Air, when it came out, um, you know, I also had, like many people said, like, this is the laptop to get for any, this is the starting point period right nice screen super thin super yeah. light super light. performance and i think one of the reasons why according to reports because apple we don't see apple sales numbers anymore which would have really helped us in this situation to kind of decipher what is happening whether it really is you know not selling well or not um i think a lot of people had invested in that m1 m pro m1 pro m1 max generation and they didn't need a laptop. They're like the remember the 13 inch came out a year before yeah. the 13 inch Air, and that that is still you gave someone that computer today as a student, they're still gonna be fine. So I mm -hmm. think maybe that's where the I don't want to say issue, but that's maybe why the 15 inch didn't sell as well. It's because people already had their first M1 type M2 computer by that time. You know that's. If you look at even someone who bought a 15-inch MacBook Pro with the M2 Pros in it, they already bought it. If they had known that the 15-inch M2 Air was coming, I think they probably should have, if they knew, knew. It would have been smarter for them to wait just from a, yeah. you know economic standpoint and uh, the gain. So I think it just got caught in the whole mess of Apple releasing all these. You know, Apple Silicon is, I mean, now it's not as much, but at the time a game-changing platform and all those early adopters went to it once they realized this is really a big deal and they ended up getting that machine which you and i have our m1 max level machine we wouldn't have bought an m2 pro if we threw down that much money for our primary machine and so i think a lot of people were stuck in that space that's why it may not have sold as much as we thought but i thought students were gonna go gangbusters on it maybe that's they just all had the too. maybe they just all had the 13 inch already and that would make sense too other thing is the prices of uh, previous gen MacBook Pros have come down. Like they come down so quickly. I don't know if you've ever looked looked on eBay, even for like new ones or like new box or open box. Like you can get a 16 inch for almost like previous gen, right? A 16 inch, let's say M1 Pro for almost the same price as a 15 inch MacBook Pro right. uh, with, you know, 16 gigs of RAM. And it's like, okay, you get an even bigger, better screen. You get way more ports. You get the SD yeah. card reader. Yeah. Uh, you get, you know, ProMotion. 
um, better sound system. Uh, I don't know. You get so much value buying a previous generation uh, MacBook Pro that's way more powerful than you would buying a more entry level MacBook Air. I don't know. Um, I guess maybe they have to like figure out how to streamline the, the lineup a little bit to kind of make it a little bit clearer who who should buy what. Um, and that, that's kind of also the same problem the iPad has, which I also want to get to um, next because um, no new iPads this year. What the yeah, hell? I was going to say that would that was going to be our next one before we talk <laughs> about Vision Pro because we're saving it. Um, yeah, you know, with with iPads, none. The first year that I can remember, no iPads. No iPads. Now, so update. <clears throat> so check this out. We're talking about like a different Apple. I actually salute them for not just releasing like some middle tierish iPad just to have an iPad this year. <laughs> I, you know, out of all of Apple's products, the iPad is one of those products where someone buys it and can have an iPad from five, six, seven years that is still serviceable and completely usable. Okay. Mm-hmm. Unless they, unless they start bringing us significant changes, look, the processor doesn't matter on an iPad anymore. It does. You Dude, know. They have, they have, they have M one and M two chips now <laughs> inside of the, the it iPad. Pros. Okay. Like, so I'm saying, I'm going to let you chime in here, but I'm saying I actually was happy that they didn't mm-hmm. release any iPads in anticipation for, okay, finally, maybe something a little more significant like this rumored OLED display and what else, but do mm-hmm. I even, do I love OLED? I love OLED, but even at that, I'm like, <laughs> I don't even know if, you know, mini LED is still very, very, very good. You know, if you really are a video file, OLED is nice. But when you look at mini LED to OLED, and this is a product that does everything you need it to already do, I, you know, I'd be the first one who normally upgrades all the time with new tech. But I, I'm going to mm-hmm. imagine the difference in display is nice, but it's not like blow me away nice now these days. But what yeah. what are your thoughts on just the whole iPad stuff? I mean, there are reports that next year is supposed to get like some kind of like refresh and maybe there's like MagSafe, a glass back, uh, or a redesigned like magic keyboard that's aluminum or metal or whatever it is. Um, and I'm all for that. But, you know, mid year, they right before DubDub, they announced uh, Final Cut and Logic Pro for iPad. Yeah. And so it was a little weird to see Pro software uh, finally. Two, the two pieces that Users or at least pro users have been asking for been for iPad, and they they brought it, and I've heard like nothing about it. I've heard nobody ca- like nobody cares. What happened? There's no new hardware to sell this this software, and I don't know. I was pretty disappointed. I think I I, I saw the software, I saw the Final Cut and Logic uh, demos, and I was like, man, this they actually thought. Oh. Thought very thought really like they were very thoughtful in how they designed the software. I'm like, dude, they should bring this like this kind of thoughtfulness to all of their apps, you know, like the jog wheel or whatever it's called, and just like being able to like adapt certain buttons and the interface. I don't know. It just seems like the iPad is kind of like in in perpetually in this like trans transitional period, right? Where it's like it's going from a tablet to a consumption device to more of a laptop. It's like never, it never gets out of those, those phases. Ray, um, the beauty of the iPad is it's whatever you want it to be, baby. <laughs> what's a, what's a computer? <laughs> what's a computer? That's true. That's true. <laughs> you know, when you talk uh, about the software, 
me of all people touting I want pro level apps and yeah. Final Cut Pro is phenomenal. I'm sorry, yeah. Final Cut is phenomenal on the iPad, but guess what? I'm still more efficient on the road on mm-hmm. my laptop and you know, I don't ha- I think that what this is is for that next generation that learns Final Cut on the iPad as their primary, yeah. right? This is not for the generation that is on their computer, much like, you know, TikTok it's for kids who are like cap cut. It's for the next generation. Cut, exactly. Right. Yeah. Because I can't to me to change my entire workflow now, right. To basically arguably take two weeks to three weeks to really feel comfortable and move this all to my iPad. That's not happening. Even if I'm on the road to be like, I don't need my laptop anymore. I'm going to bring an iPad because it, no, I know 99% I can get this done super quick, super fast with my computer. So it is mm-hmm. for that next generation that is good. Brains are think differently than ours do right now and how we accomplish and work. And I'm hoping to see that. I don't know if, you know, I haven't seen any, I haven't even seen someone be like, oh, this is an up and coming final cut iPad user. And, that's yeah. giving us like tips and tricks. Like, you know, I know there's someone out there, but there hasn't been a, like to your point, an emergence of like, hey, where are these new creators that are just using iPad? It hasn't yeah. happened yet. I wonder if that's because it's a subscription. You know, it's like five bucks a month. Um, but at the same time, just like I was, I was like, where, where are all the fanboys who are like, man, we want this so badly. We've been asking for this for years. They finally did it. And then no fanfare, no, nothing. Just like, meh. I mean, I think they had to do it to tell a story and also look it's good for them to do it to find we people have been complaining about this for like 10 years ever since actually the very first ipad pro came out in my review i said i'm gonna wait for pro apps to come out and now pro apps did come out and i don't use them (laughs) (laughs) everyone said pro apps would move ipad move forward it would move it forward in a big way sell more units whatever make it more of a computer here it is nobody cares Biggest disappointment of the year. Anyways. I mean, Ray, are you using Final Cut on iPad and Logic? No, because it's a subscription. <laughs> <laughs> I don't well, like it's subscriptions. Expen- it's expensive. Like su- you can expense it for business, and it's sixty dollars a year. I don't like subscriptions. All right, I already have pay for enough subscriptions in my friggin' life, and they're not getting cheaper. That's Netflix, a good point. Like Disney Plus, all this stuff, it's not getting cheaper. That's My God, point. that's a good point. Yeah, it's not. It's not. Okay, um, let's talk about. So, anyways, for people listening, yes, iPad, new iPads expected in twenty twenty four. Like of uh, the whole lineup. Oh, and also, um, one of the rumors is a thirteen inch iPad Air, which mm. would bring like a ten point nine inch iPad Air, a thirteen inch iPad Air, a ten point nine slash eleven inch iPad Pro, thirteen inch iPad Pro, uh, iPad Air, like iPad Mini. And then 10th generation entry level iPad. I, already, I know this what is they're the, gonna do. This is the cook. This is the Tim cook of cookization. I'm gonna make. <laughs> he's gonna cookify it. This is Tim <laughs> cooking. It. It's the cookify of the iPad lineup. As as T- as Timmy be cooking. <laughs> Yo. Wrist. I, I I know what he's gonna do. It's gonna and everyone's gonna be so upset. And 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 it's not gonna even matter at all. 60 hertz LCD. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? 
60 hertz LCD. Oh, of course. There's, of course. It's not going to be like, it's not going to be an I, last gen iPad Pro mini LED, you know. No, no it's going it to be like be. 60 hertz. <laughs> no. They're, they will, to me, when they go to OLED, they're not going to give the Airs mini LED. They're going to keep the Airs at a re- standard yeah. LCD display with their yep. lamination process that is slightly better. It is a little mm-hmm. better. They're not going to give mini LED. No, it's going to go OLED. And that, and also that's a cost thing. Whatever. Congratulations. Yeah. You, just, you just been cookified. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Let's I talk. wonder how that's going to go. Just because, like, you know, they've, they've just been expanding these like devices. You've got the plus models, you know, the iPhone plus size, not the Pro Max. You've got the, you know, they're going to do this bigger version. I don't know, man. Like these kind of like cut back, watered down versions. I don't know if that's necessarily a great idea. It does give more options, but like, you know, it, it makes know, things a little confusing for, for shoppers, in my opinion. It does, but like we've talked about this, shoppers go into a store with a budget and then they figure out what they're going to get based on that dollar number. And then sometimes they can get convinced to go up or down. But typically, you know, I haven't gone into a store in the past and said, I want the iPhone plus. No, it's like, I got a thousand bucks. What what can you offer me? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's- So they're just gaps they got to fill for upsell because the gap is too large and it's like they're just going to buy the lower end version not yeah. be able to upsell anybody and the gap, it's worked yeah. it's worked from a standpoint of you know look at all the their profits but even with declining sales and you know the market markets maturing as long as apple's projections in what they produce can be sold and they're not overestimating you know that that whole supply chain that that's a key thing behind the scenes is if they've really mastered that and they really know based on their you know they have all the data of how often consumer X upgrades for this and when that year is going to come up and how many units they need. If they know all that stuff, which they do, then it's not as big of a risk because they're just such a large company that they can mm-hmm. pull these levers and and figure out those projections of inventory of what to make and what not to make. Sure, they've so, had some misses, but in you're, general... You're saying that it's not going to be a repeat of like the 1990s where there are like a million SKUs for SKUs for like every single like Mac hardware and steve jobs had to come back in and just like simplify everything to a you know well remember apple was losing money back then apple apple was bleeding and now that's true they're not so it was a different it was money now (laughs) yeah so it was a different time it was a different time all right Um, all right okay vision pro vision pro uh what is the pro (laughs) i mean i don't even again in all my videos where do we start uh, where do we start Let's have you start. I've been talking a lot. I want you to start. Where so where are your where are your thoughts? Where's your head at right now with Vision Man. Pro as of today? Right now. I'm just more and more excited to do, to use mm. this this device. You know, I don't know how goofy I look wearing Vision Pro because I obviously can't see myself when I'm wearing it. And as far as I know, eyesight has not been on the devices that I've used. Um, I've asked some like Apple uh, reps if they could see my eyes on the outside screen, but they told correct, me they correct. couldn't. Correct. Um, so let me just kind of like uh, summarize what I've experienced. I did the demo at Dub 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 like you. The initial hands on. Yeah, it was like a thirty minute intro to Vision Pro. You know, got we get we got to watch a bunch of videos, try out different hand gestures, the eye tracking, the hand tracking, um, and then the last two demos were mostly focused on spatial video um watching their content that they shot and then watching content that i was able to shoot myself uh with iphone 15 pro i'm um, looking at pictures panoramas 
um, videos, etc. Um, and honestly, both experience, all, all three experiences just left me wanting more. I'm like, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm getting used to vision pro, but also at the same time, there's so much, I don't even know about it, you know? And I'm like, I just need more time in total. How much time have I spent? Probably like two hours, right? 30 minute demos every, every time. Um, and so I don't know. I'm very excited for it. I still think that there's a lot, I still think there's a lot of value. The more I use it, the more I feel like the value is there and that 3,500 bucks is more justified. Um, and I, <laughs> my eyes just, just opened like, really wide when you said that, but I'm uh, listening. I, again, look, I know it sounds crazy, but you know, it's not as crazy when you think about what the value proposition is, is what they're replacing the what you're getting in terms of like a giant virtual screen you, you know the cost of a theater size screen is just or even like a hundred inch screen is like already like the price of a vision pro and you're getting a whole freaking computer and more in it and you're getting like futuristic eye and hand tracking like i think once people again once people see and try this device for themselves they're gonna be like budge i need to get this and maybe they'll find a way to pay for it uh in some kind of manner i mean that we'll see what happens with apple card because i don't think those financing plans are coming <laughs> that, that's true. you might have to sign I'm up a- for a firm uh, they might do an yeah. affirm deal but uh so i 100 percent agree with you the every time i use this i want to use it more i get yeah. more comfortable with it even I'm sorry when I start that thing up and it says hello and you again see the fidelity of the Apple Vision Pro in a room you're just like damn and how clean the OS is it's mm-hmm. just it's just really elegant it's, and nice it's just it's so ooh. responsive yeah I think I that know. part just like blows me away every single time like I was like dragging windows and like literally wiggling them around the room just to see if I could like get it to lag it it didn't like I was pulling it forward and backward putting windows on the ceiling, putting it on the side, the left side, the right side in front of me, enlarging, pinching. Everything is so snappy, and that speaks a lot to the silicon inside of it. You know, like it's nothing remotely close to like the jank that you get even on MetaQuest Three. Yes, Three. Yeah. You know, I think that, yeah, everything that I've said when when I first experienced it still holds true today. The technology is out of this world. There's nothing yeah. like it that you've experienced. The eye tracking, the UI interface is incredible, you know. Um, and at the same, and to me, the they haven't shown us, you know, this whole thing. The two, the two key uses that I feel like are going to emerge is clearly media consumption. It has to be, and then yeah. whether it's spatial video of your own, you know, we haven't even they haven't even told us about hey, where can we edit spatial video, and what platform will spatial video be able to be viewed on? Are they cutting a deal? with YouTube to make an app very easily like right we need a platform to share this is Apple going to control that or are they mm-hmm. going to just be like hey we're going to we we partner to create a spatial video section of YouTube like right to me that would be the smart thing but we need an app to deliver this stuff to us it's not about just an amazing video which by the way you know you and I have talked about it in our reviews and we both aligned with this with even without even talking about how these videos of family members and loved ones whether they're here or not it hits really different. I get like, like 
tingly when I think about it because like my parents are older, you know, senior young children grow up. (laughs) It's like, it's really emotional, dude. It's the, there's no device that I've ever seen that has made me feel that way. So that is powerful in itself. Right. Um, but I say all these things and we're going to talk more about other things that we've noticed with vision pro. It's still, I don't, I haven't been able to, but I still don't know if I can keep it on for two hours without feeling uncomfortable. And that's the biggest key proposition for me of like, if it's about media consumption and if it's about spatial computing, which again, we haven't seen any real spatial computing stuff yet. Like how can I really use this on a day-to-day as a computer? Apple has yet to show us that. And I'm sure they Mm -hmm. will eventually. And then as an outsider, we can talk about this all we want and we can be amazed and we can say, this is an amazing experience, but that $3,499 price point to a middle tier consumer to a higher end consumer and a entry level consumer is still without experience in it, just hearing us yap and their ideas like, oh, you guys are just being influenced. I'm telling you, like, yeah, any company could have made this and I'd be talking about it the same exact way. But that price point is hard for, especially if Gen 1, is going to be hard for a lot of people to digest and be like, is this really worth it? No matter how many reviews come out about it. Yeah. That's so it's the comfort and weight and the price. So all my observations from my first time still hold true, but I love it. I love it. But it's it's hard. I can't recommend to someone this. You should spend three thousand five hundred dollars minimum on this. I justify it because it's like, and not because it's a business expense or anything like that, but because it truly is a computer. Like it's comparable to a what you'd pay for a slightly spec up MacBook uh, Pro, you know. And you can you can already do so much, and you can you can already figure out the value of a macbook pro to yourself right if you use it for you know creation content creation or you know development or whatever it is um and like i said you really got to try this thing people will need to really try it to understand the value prop um and yeah i mean i think there's just there's so many new technologies in there and people just people are comparing vision pro to things that came before, you know, at a consumer price level, like not at an advanced tech level, let's say, um, you know, an iPod, how much was an iPod when it first launched a couple of hundred bucks, right? It was like, it was like, it was around 500 bucks, I believe 500 bucks. Uh, the first iPhone launched at like, I don't know, like five, 600 bucks. Yeah. 600. Yeah. First iPad, 500 bucks, Apple watch, few hundred bucks, like 300. So, and so it's like, okay, suddenly you've got, you jump from like a few hundred dollars all the way up to $3,500. It sounds extreme, but like, this is, this is not like a toy, you know, this is not an accessory. This is like a freaking full blown computer that gives you something that you've, you, you can't experience in a, in a computer that you have right now. Um, so when I think of the next gen technologies inside of it, I'm like, okay, this is like, it is justified. But you're, right, you, I understand the price needs to come down. I don't think it will come down that much, to be honest. Yeah. So even yeah. in Gen two, I don't think it's going to suddenly like drop. The price is going to be like slashed in half by Gen two. No. Um, but I do think that this is like a product that more once people try it out, word is just going to spread going to be like word of mouth and people are just going to like they're going to love it i think 
even if it's just for a single experience is like I'm watching Avengers inside of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, to your, to your point about YouTube, you know, they're going to have an app store. They're going to have allow developers to create apps for it. So I wouldn't be surprised if YouTube, you know, which has collected a lot of like, you know, 360 videos, spatial videos, etc., cetera, uh, from all their failed VR attempts and all that stuff. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if YouTube immediately has an app that lets you watch all the stuff that you create on your own. You know, for me, though, it's important that because Apple is going to be very quality control centric, this, whether it's YouTube or whether it's Apple's own platform, it's not going to be, you're not going to be able to watch content that already exists on YouTube. It's going to be all have to be new content that is specifically either you think shot so? with your, yeah, well, because the fidelity of it, you know, spatial audio capture, I don't, I don't mm. see them just being, hey, watch, like, this is, to me, this is one of the, you know, I don't, I don't know. Oh, how about this? I don't know yet how important this is going to be in the long run, but it is obviously their number one priority from a, from what is the next platform that we can offer to the next generation. But if they're so invested in this and keeping it proprietary, it's like, I've seen VR videos on YouTube already. They are right. Yeah. But they weren't shot with 4K camera, you know, in they aren't shot mm -hmm. in 4K in even 8K. You know, this yeah, what this Vision Pro does, even from that first immersive video demo where it showed sporting events and music yeah. and concerts, like that's where the magic is gonna be, right? With these immersive experiences that will literally transport us to potentially live events, but at least like look at the Taylor Swift concert. Uh, if you mm -hmm. had that in immersive 3D. And you could watch that. You're going to, people are going to buy this. Like, those are the type of experiences that you're like, I can't replicate this feeling anywhere else, right? That's there. Even the panoramas were crazy. Like, yeah. a panorama looks great. The The environments that we got to jump into, I didn't realize this until this viewing that they're actually like volumetric video streams. There's not a yeah. photo. It's a real video of this place completely surrounding you. Not like a panorama, like you're in a mm -hmm. world that is changing. The sky is moving. Raindrops are falling. Mm -hmm. All this immersive stuff is, you know, is to me is where the magic is. And you know, I, my, I, I you think you, so? You think that there's going to be some kind of like quality control? Uh, I, I Apple's going to there should be like just like I think. Hey, I mean, for Apple's apps for sure, but like right? they can't they can't control what happens on like third party apps or the browser. Or whatever. Not, not not that, but if they want to curate. And they want to give us the best Apple experience. And I'm doing air quotes for people yeah. that can't see. They're going <laughs> yeah. to create a area that is only Apple produced content. Right. You'll know about it. Right. It'll be like Apple TV, AVP TV plus. <laughs> <laughs> AVP TV plus. Yeah. You know what I'm saying though? Because right. these, these are I, I think literally the, right. This device is doing things that you and I have never seen anywhere else before, quite honestly. we've You and I have emotionally felt things using this device yeah. that we've never felt before. Now, you know, you did talk a lot about spatial computing. I'm just like, I see the value that you're talking about, but until they show it to me, yeah. until they show that's, me a reason to wear goggles, right? To wear goggles yeah. while computing, that's a whole nother ball game, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, if this thing is supposed to come out by the end of February, according to like Mark Gurman, like, there's still so much we don't know. We haven't seen this so thing much. with like, we haven't seen like the multiple monitors, the mirrorings from your Mac, using a keyboard and mouse, and how that functions. Like, we haven't seen a lot of volumetric apps, you know. 
Um, I, I don't feel like that's going to be very core to at least the initial experience. You know, I still think it's going to be mostly focused on like having these like 2D windows, app windows inside of mm-hmm. uh, Vision Vision OS. That's why like, you know, optimizing iPad apps is so important right now because um, it's not volumetric. Uh, it's not like, you know, spatial as spatial as like, say, apps on the Quest, VR apps on, on Quest. Um, and there's just so much I don't know. We haven't tried. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's tried outside of Apple. And it's going to be such a weird launch. You know, I I, mean, I don't know if they're trying to like save all that stuff, just like surprise people or it's just like mm. just not ready. Um, or they really want to just focus on a few experiences that they know are going to be like. Yes, yes. Real ways to hook you. You know, like you said, spatial video really makes you feel emotional. Like I got really emotional just like looking at pictures of like, our dog that we just put down earlier in the year, you know, my mm-hmm. videos of my mom, you know, like you said, really like taps into nostalgia and like, yes. you know, I don't know, makes it makes you, makes me wonder what Apple's like, what they're really trying to sell here. They're trying to sell, yeah, 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 they're yeah, always no. trying to sell this, sell a feeling more than like just sell technology. Well, absolutely. You know? And so that's why like the thing that makes me feel the most is all these immersive video type experiences, right? And it's in and it's in 3D and spatial audio, like you know, and it's a high fidelity. Like the the MetaQuest can't can't doesn't come close to this from a fidelity standpoint. Not even you know, not it just doesn't. And so from a responsiveness, from a visual, and from a video, like it just doesn't. And so, and of course, the pricing is totally different. Um, Mm -hmm. but to your point of like, what are they trying to sell us? You know, I don't know. So far, again, I've been kind of surprised, and I know there's time to go on. Remember, there there were initial reports where they're like, "Oh, this thing might come out in January." I'm like, "No, mm-hmm. uh, we've gone and seen three. We've had three meetings so far, and we don't." I'm like, I feel like I know ten percent of what this thing is capable of, right? Like, That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> we've seen like just a, a snippet of what it can actually do, um, and. That is both exciting and very worrying, you know? Yeah, yeah, I agree, um, agreed. So anyway, I'm in the camp of I'm super excited. I can't wait to try this out. You know, uh, you know, I'll reserve all my judgments about like things like battery deficiency and et cetera, pricing, all that stuff for later. For now, I'm very cautiously optimistic about this product, even though I know that's super expensive, but I'm an early adopter um, and... For me, I like seeing the future and I like experiencing it. Yeah, yeah. And I think this is just so much more than what we've more than what already exists out there. You know, I, I think if everyone is coming into this expecting it to be like a quest or VR headset like experience, this is not even like it's so so far ahead, you know? Um and People are gonna figure that out. People are gonna like, like I said, people are gonna understand the value prop. Hopefully, once they try this out. But um, this is the thing. I mean, they want. I mean, of course they want. But I think they know that they have something special. I think they do. Yeah. And it's a matter of time for it. This is. We talk about Apple playing the slow play. This is. This is a ten year. This is a ten year product. Like that. It's going to be so different in even three years. Mm-hmm. And then really different in five, six years, and then really different in 10 years. I mean, you and I can even see it. The fact, you know, I love how the tech world's like, what? It only has an M2 just because the M, dude, 
Are you, <laughs> you guys see what the M2 is capable of? Like, yeah. you're, it's going to be fine. There's there's so much overhead in the M2 for this thing. Don't even worry about it, honestly. You know, especially Gen 1, Gen 2. I, I wouldn't even be surprised if they stick with the M2 for the first two or three generations, quite honestly, as they figure this thing out, as they figure this thing out. Now, yeah. cosmetically, yeah, you'll want to see an M3 by, you know, eventually. But, you know, all those, they we are literally, you and I and some of these other people that have been able to experience it, they want us to be excited about it. We are from a technology standpoint. We do have our concerns. But what we both can say is we've never experienced anything like this in the tech world in the entire entirety of me covering anything not yeah. not even um the shoot i can't remember its name now what was microsoft's hololens no hololens yeah no like hololens at the time it was cool and you could kind of start seeing what they were trying no, to do it was never no no was, it was never polished it was never polished it was, it was never, polished. never polished it was bad the first time i put that thing on and saw this teeny tiny little window in front of me i'm like i'm, I'm like i can barely see it so dim i'm like squinting to even like get clarity i'm like dude this is not it especially at three thousand dollars you know that like, thing's also three thousand dollars or thirty five hundred bucks yeah oh yeah, it's three five hundred bucks i'm like dude these are night and day differences wasn't google glass around fifteen hundred at the time do yeah. you remember how much it was it was around fifteen hundred like bucks yeah 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 so and that was a long time ago too right and so that fifteen hundred is probably more like two thousand dollars today quite honestly so and that was, that was very 10 limited. years ago yeah right 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 and so you know we're i i don't again i'm still not at the point where i can recommend it to anyone like outright but the person who is the ultimate tech enthusiast like you like the way you describe yeah. it there's two people that are going to be right away buyers and there's plenty of them the loyal apple fan base user and the person really right that that has the disposable income to be like I'm getting whatever Apple puts out. And there are some, there's a small percentage of people that literally do that. And then the people who are just early adopters who want to play around with all this cool future stuff, that that's going to be, that's, you know, the middle consumer. They're going to be like, uh, I'll wait and see what my early adopter friend has and try it on. Yeah. And, you know, so it's there's a lot of, there's, yeah. It's going to be like, it's not a bad play to be honest, because it's like, you need the evangelists. You need the people who are like you know, early adopters. You know, iPod it, it was, was the that. same thing. iPod was that. iPod was that. It was, it was the same for every breakthrough Apple product. You know, the iPhone, it was too expensive, you know, compared to your free Razer phone. Uh, it's, you know, too expensive. It's too big. It's like, you know, it doesn't do all these things, the email, copy and paste and all this stuff. And then, you know, everyone's like, yeah, but check out this like maps and like check out the YouTube videos and like check out, check out all this other cool stuff that I can do and the apps and stuff. The same thing for iPad, the same thing for Apple Watch, and through word of mouth and just like, you know, constant generation over generation iteration, you know, it finally like found its place. And I think it, the same thing will happen for Vision Pro. I wouldn't count it out, um, you know, and I'm very excited, super excited. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm definitely not counting it out. I, I think, you know, one thing that you touch upon, like when people are like worried about the pricing I think the lowest thing this thing ever gets is two thousand dollars. I can see that. Like even over MacBook time, Pro, let's say five yeah. years down the road, I think the lowest this ever gets is two thousand. You know, you have people saying, When are they gonna release like a fifteen hundred dollar one or thousand? Mm -hmm. No, no, I don't think that's gonna happen. It's gonna stay around three thousand, three thousand five hundred for the first couple of years. Yeah. Um, but long term, this is a product that is again. <laughs> 
And as even as fidelity and processing and visuals get better, right, the hardware gets smaller and better in three to five years. They're they're Actually, not. They're it, not tr- it takes like almost ten years. Like go back and do the math on like iPhone, iPad, uh, Apple Watch. It takes like almost ten years for a product, for one like a new product to get to the price where it's less than the original MSRP. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I actually noticed I did that. Um, like, there's already an iPad that's under 500 bucks, right? The, the ninth mm-hmm. gen iPad. So it takes a while. Uh, and I, I don't know. Apple has a price point in mind, and they don't project just for the first year or two. They project for, like, years out. So yeah, yeah. I, I still think that it's going to probably, like, it'll get maybe a small cut price cut if it doesn't move units, but... Um, they priced it at thirty five hundred bucks for, for a very specific reason, you know, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just relative to their lineup, relative to the components, the build of, of materials, etc. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like twenty twenty four is going to be a huge year, obviously, because of Apple Vision Pro and everything. Like, even if there's great stuff that happens around it, it's all roads. I think it, point to I Apple think it's going to. I think it's going to have a ripple effect on all their products. I can already see it. I see like the UI in Vision Pro. I see like the eye in like hand tracking stuff. I would not be surprised at all if by the end of this decade, some of these features trickle out to iPhone, Apple Watch, MacBook, MacBook. etc. Exactly. Like eye tracking. Like I could easily see that feature on like, you know, iPhone or a MacBook Pro, to be honest. It'll be fun. Okay, Ray Ray. Um, thank you so much for hanging out and spending yeah, time. Appreciate you know, it. your our holidays are starting soon, and Very this soon. was our uh, year in review with a lot of talk about twenty twenty four. No, I think like you know, this was a transitional year. Um, you know, still had a lot of good products, but next year is the big one, it really is. big one. Vision Pro is is going to be everything. I think. Dude, we didn't even talk about we we don't have to. We didn't even talk about Apple Watch Series ten potentially making some splashes in that space also so there's a lot there's a lot going on next year stay for for the next pot podcast right. in the new year all right bro thank you so much uh ray um can you tell everyone where they can find your work again um just in case they aren't familiar with you the regular longtime guest here on the show yeah you can find everything that i write on inverse.com or you know if you're still on x i'm still there <laughs> x slash twitter uh that's ray wongy r-a-y-w-o-n-g-y and sour lemons on Instagram. Sour lemons on Instagram and threads. I should let me know if I should be on threads. <laughs> Dude, on I threads, haven't touched. Brian? Yeah, I'm on it. I don't think I've posted in at least three months. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Well, there, there's a there's a budding community there because you know X is falling apart. But I still think for real time news, there's no no place that beats X as toxic as it can be. Yeah, you can kind of like ignore and filter those things out. You know. So, yeah. Anyway, that's where you can find my work. Awesome, man. And uh, for people looking forward to that story you teased, it's going to be a Mac story coming out by before the end of the year, correct? You heard it here first. Okay, sounds good. All right, Ray Ray, we'll talk to you soon, all right? All right. Have a new year. Ah, right, later. Happy New Year. <laughs> happy New Year. Have a new year. Have a great holidays. All the above. All right. Talk to you soon, buddy. Exactly. Peace. All right. So there you go. A lot of just everything that happened in 2023 or most of it. And then, man, is is Apple Vision Pro getting us a little more excited? I would say, I would say yes. I'm still not saying go and buy it, but 
Is it more exciting just from a technological standpoint and the breadcrumbs that we're getting to see? Absolutely. All right, everybody, that is going to do it for this week's show. And really, that's going to do it for this year's show. Remember, you can support this show at patreon.com slash Tong. And before we go, we got to give a shout out to our platinum Apple supporters at the $100 level. Brandon Ledford, Gil Cabrera, Wesley Frader, Jarrett Lewis, Michael Gigliotti, Atari Koenigsegg, and Gregory Ford. Thank you for all of your support. And thank you to all of you who support at every level for listening to this podcast as well and uh, just hanging with us and allowing me to keep on doing this. And uh, 2024, there's going to be a lot of stuff happening. I was ramping up for, uh, I'll just say, a significant interview, and that was not able to happen by the end of the year. So we're going to roll it over and hopefully see what happens in January. But that is it for this year, for 2023. Yes, we'll be back with another episode next week. We keep on rolling even during the holiday break. And I want to wish you all... Happy holidays and a happy new year and big things coming in 2024 for all of us. So we'll be back. Same bad time, same bad channel. It's the Apple Bits XL, baby. Peace. Peace.